What is going on, Hawks Nation? Welcome back to episode three of Hawks Fan TV podcast brought to you by Alex and Mac. Super excited to bring you another edition of this episode because now we are officially underway in the new NBA season. Uh, hopefully you guys are all staying happy and healthy out there. And yeah, we're, we're excited to talk about these these first three games of the season. Mac, how you feeling, my man? Alex, my man, I am feeling great. I, uh, you know, basketball aside, this is just a wonderful time of the year for us sports fans. You know, we got playoff baseball, which is time last year. Braves were going on that run. So, um, you know, college football is heating up. You got some rivalry games coming around the corner. NFL is heating up too. Anybody who's into hockey, hockey's back too, man. It's just a, just a wonderful, wonderful time of year, man. Wonderful time, time of year. The weather's good. You know, the, the, the outside smells better. The leaves are crunchy. And, you know, I'm, I'm big into holidays, Mac. I don't know about our listeners out there, but, you know, come Christmas time and all that, it's a, it's always a good time. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a big softie for holidays. So if you aren't, Absolutely. you know, you're lying to yourself if you say you aren't. So um, cool, man. Uh, you know, this this last week of Hawks games, it was – I for one, was just happy Hawks basketball is back, man. Uh, as I said on last week's episode, I – was hopeful that we would go three now, but I, I was more leaning towards probably two and one, which is obviously exactly what happened. You know, the the two teams that we did beat are the two teams that we should have beat. You know, a lot of people are going to say that we should have beat Charlotte too, and I agree with that. But Charlotte compared to Orlando and Houston was you know a better team. Like if you know you're into this kind of thing, I'm sure on two K it's you know the higher rated team out of the three of those. So um, you know it's. It's not not a big deal. Uh, you've been basically tweeting it from the HFTV uh, Twitter account as well. The the mindset of basically just kind of relax. You know, nobody panic. Like, hey, man, I know three and I would have been perfect. We would have loved to beat Orlando and Houston by 20, 25 points, you know. But uh, I, I'll, I'll take two and one. Uh, our next two games are against the Pistons, who obviously, you know, are right there with Houston and Orlando where, yeah, they're on the lower end of, of you know, uh, how how lower end of teams in the league? So don't think don't think we'll have much to worry about with that one. Uh, you know, I think some some stat lines that that point, that stood out to me for the first three games. Uh, Trey really kind of struggled from three for these first three games. I'm I say it like that because it's not a huge deal. I don't think anybody should put too much uh, thought into it or invest too much into it. But you know, one of nine from three. Uh, against Houston, four of eleven against Orlando, and then two of eight from Charlotte. So not not super great from Trey from from three to start. But I will say, two of those four that he he hit against Orlando were towards the end of the game. They, I mean, essentially, dang near won the game for us. So hey, if he's only going to hit four threes and two of them are are basically the ones that won it for us, I'll I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, <laughs> we we've seen this for Trey, right? This isn't his sophomore or even third year right this is his fifth year we've seen Trey get off to these slow starts usually post all-star break is really when he starts to turn up that next level and I know we got a little spoiled last year because he shot damn near almost 40 percent from three which is you know elite um but you know I'm not too worried about it. I know a lot of people on the the you know Twitter and on the Hawks Reddit post are a little bit concerned, but guys, we're three games in um, and we haven't even fully seen the full off-ball trade movement just yet. So, you know, I'm going to attribute his shooting percentage to early season jitters and just new teammates and a new system because, guys, you got to remember, this is a completely new system, right? With DeJounte Murray being in, it's much less 
Trey Young pick and roll heavy and it's more, you know, actual movement and, and getting other players involved and other people touches. So, you know, I'd say, you know, by game like 12, 13, 14 is when we see the normal Trey three-point percentage coming back. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about the three-point percentage or, you know, the rest of our stars because I know JC had a really off game against, uh, you know, the the Hornets the other night, last night, and then DeAndre. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, we'll get into that, the, the spacing and shooting in just a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, hey, two and one after three, we're, we're tied for first or we are in first in the uh, in our division. And we're still technically a top top five seed right now. So <laughs> things could be a lot worse, Hawks fans. Just deep breaths. Woosa. You know, we could be Toronto. We could be Philly. We could be Miami. They're all under 500, especially Philly. They're 0-3 to start the season, which is terrible. But, um, hey, guys, we're 2-1. and we, we have a winning record. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Oh, yeah. And, no, man, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not panicking. And I don't want anybody to think that I was trying to feed the narrative of the, you know, Trey is, is in a three-point shooting slump or something right now. I, I totally agree with you that – you know, he it, it's it's what we've seen in the past, right? So I think it was kind of just more wishful thinking of me, like, hey, you 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 don't have as much uh, offensive responsibility with with Dejounte now, and obviously with John and and De- DeAndre just developing their games even more. So I was just hoping maybe he could play a little a little looser, a little freer, and and that would that would cause those threes to 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 find the bottom of the net a little bit more than they have so far, but. I, I am right there with you, man, where I'm not worried about it. I know I know Trey Young and I know his abilities and I know he'll he'll get that thing right. So not no nothing to fret about. Um another couple stat lines that uh that that stood out to me. Um I think uh game one against Houston, uh the the four four out of five starters put up uh twenty plus points with DeAndre, John Collins, uh DeJounte, and Trey. Uh John put up 24 points and no dunking. I don't know, man. I don't know if anybody had seen that stat yet. I I saw a couple of people talk about it on Twitter, so maybe some of our listeners have seen that stat. But those of you that haven't, 24 points and not a single dunk. So um, those people saying that all John Collins can do is dunk, I don't know, man. I hope, you, I hope you're eating some crow right now, and it tastes tastes good. So, um, but yeah, man, game one was good. It's, it's not as dominant as we would have liked. You know, like I said, I'm sure everybody would have liked to beat Houston by 20, 25 points, but a W is a W in the NBA. It was open tonight. Um, both teams had some jitters. Jabari Smith looked like the second overall pick to me. I thought he looked pretty darn good. Um, so I, I think I think the the result the result was fine with me. Absolutely. I mean, you know, with Houston, obviously first game season opener, Orlando, same thing. Like, and. Mac, what I hate is, is like, I don't know if people have just been spoiled because we've, we've made the playoffs the past two years or whatever it is, but like, I see people complaining on Twitter and social media. It's like, oh, you know, we, we barely beat these, these bottom feeder teams, these lottery teams and the Rockets and the Magic, this and that. And it's like, guys, we, we beat them both games by double digits, you know, like at the professional level, like winning by double digits is not whole like that common right even if you just look at the scores from last night uh from tuesday uh, on sunday night like you know some of these bottom feeder teams like the magic and the houston rockets like the magic barely lost to um uh who did they play i, I was looking at it earlier but uh, they, they barely lost by like four points or five points the other night uh while meanwhile we beat them by double digits so it's like guys we're 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 
beating these teams by double digits. They're not like last second buzzer beaters. We're not winning by two points or squeaking out a last minute go ahead field goal. Like we're winning comfortably. Like, sure. Is it a little ugly at times? Like, especially in the first half? Absolutely. And that's going to come with, you know, just gelling and, and building up that chemistry. But, you know, when, when, you know, in crunch time late, in the fourth quarter with five minutes left, we start you start to see that team, the more veteran, more talented team, just kind of, um, you know, kind of pull away. And that's what we saw these last two games, or the first two games, excuse me. Uh, and it would have happened against Charlotte had we have not been in foul trouble and Trey, you know, pick up his third foul within the first quarter. That kind of threw everything off. But guys, like, it's okay. Like, we beat – we did what we were supposed to do against the Rockets and Magic. Like, uh, it, this whole – narrative about like oh my god we barely beat them guys we won by 10 points by by both in both games like calm down we lost to these teams last year so just pump the brakes everyone pump the brakes right and guys here's an encouraging stat both both teams we held under 25 percent from three and that it was not from a lack of attempt by them uh houston thought shot 35 threes and orlando 34 respectively so i mean we we were playing great perimeter defense on them i know again people are gonna be like, those are bottom feeder teams you're supposed to Okay, we're supposed to, and that's exactly what we did. So um, I'm right there with you, man. Anybody that is panicking, seriously, pump the brakes, man. As as Aaron Rodgers would say, um, R-E-L-A-X, guys, relax, relax. Um, well, I, I will say, you know, not to be just the, the whole positive Peter right now, like <laughs> there were some there were some concerning things, Mac, right? Like especially last night, uh, last night. I thought, it was ugly. I thought it was ugly. I, I will admit last night was ugly at times. I can, I can agree with that. Um, like last night we, uh, we shot tw- right under uh, 23% from three. And that's just, you know, in, in today's league, man, it's, you know, I compared the three pointer to uh, passing in the NFL. It's like, you don't have to do it to win. But man, if you are a good three-point shooting team, you are just your your offense is going to be so much more explosive and prolific than than teams that can't shoot the three ball well. So um, I think you know uh, I got my notes right here in all caps. Bogey can't come back soon enough. It's not like Bogey is Reggie Miller or Ray Allen or something, but he he is he is a you know perimeter shooter. Um, that when we get him back, hopefully fully healthy too. He'll come back and and add an element to our offense, you know, most likely as our sixth man, as as most of us think that's what his role will be on the team, um, barring any other injury or somebody else stepping up to that role. Uh, and, you know, I mean, right now our, our bench has uh, not been great. Like, I'm just going to I'm going to be honest, especially offensively. So um, that's something that I think has to improve. I think it's a <laughs> numbers game at this point. There's no way they're going to keep up. The averages that they have right now, there's just no way. They're they're all professional basketball players. At some point, the law of averages will kind of balance out and they'll 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 play better. But you know, right now the the bench is not playing great. And that's something that when Bogey comes back, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm hoping that'll change. I for one honestly thought that we would have seen um AJ Griffin at maybe at least once. Uh, but you know, um Hey, he's that's that's how the Hawks roll, man. We don't really play the young guys that much, and and that's that's okay with me. But uh, you know, I think the the only uh, the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say, but before before I get back to you, is that the three point shooting just it has to improve, man. I know that's kind of beating a dead horse at this point, but it's just it's got to improve. So um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rough, like. 
the encouraging thing, at least from our starters, right, Mac, is like we, especially last night's game, you you saw what we what we what we were getting, like the looks we were getting. Like Trey and Dejounte did what they had to do. They they were giving, uh, you know, beating up be, beating their man off the dribble, bringing in two defenders, kicking it out, making the right read, making the right pass, and giving basically the ball into John Collins and DeAndre Hunter and players like Justin Holiday, like right in the, the the money, right? Like just the perfect pass for a wide open three. Uh, DeAndre and JC went one of 12 from the three-point line and almost all of them, if not every single one, uh, were basically wide open looks. And how I define wide open looks are basically no uh, defender not within, you know, a five feet radius of the shooter. And a good majority of those shots last night, Mac, and listeners, they were exactly that. We got exactly what we wanted. That led to a high percentage wide open look. Unfortunately, Dre and JC just were way off last night, especially John. Like there's no, there's no reason, like no way in hell that John Collins should ever be shooting more than like five threes a game. And I know what people are going to say, but Alex, look at his career three-point percentage. He's off almost a 40% three-point percentage. He's like a 39, 38 and a half career first, first three-point like you have to provide some context, right? Like he's not a high volume three-point shooter. You know, for most of his career, he's probably averaged like two and a half, three threes a game uh, up until maybe this season, I guess. But like, he's never been a high volume shooter and all of his shots have been, you know, catch and shoot opportunities. Uh, but like, you know, after you, you missed the first three, four, hell, then at five at that point, like there's no reason you should still be sitting out on the perimeter waiting for Trey Mejanti to pass to you and, and still taking these shots. Like you're went 0 for 7. I know people are going to harp about the defense because the defense was God awful last night. There's no excuse for that. But if we would have just made half of our open looks, it would have been damn near a tie ball game all throughout the entire four quarters. Like Dre was off. JC was off. Don't even get me started with Justin Holiday and Aaron Holiday. Um, like I love, I love their defense, Mac. And like it's it's a nice little spark and it's an it's a nice contrast between what we've been used to seeing as Hawks fans uh, and their veteran players. But like their offensive game is so much of a liability for us, especially while we don't even have bogey right now. It's like you're asking Trey and DeJounte to turn water into wine. Like you, you got Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson, I know some of us have really high expectations for him. We're high on him and we've seen flashes, but we see the the rawness in him. Like he has been pretty much a non-factor off the bench in, in the first three games. And I can't even blame him. Uh, I'll put all the blame on him because Nate, he's never played in NBA games. Like we, that's why when you get a, you know, a first round draft pick, you've got to kind of ease them into the NBA and get that experience under their belt. Um, now you fast forward year two when we really need him. He's our primary backup power forward. And now he kind of looks like a, you know, clueless duck out there at times because he's just not used to playing real NBA action. And that's probably what's going to happen with AJ Griffin. Like I have zero confidence in Nate McMillan because AJ, another, again, another first round pick. We bring him in. And if you guys hear the, the post-game press conference from last night, uh, Kevin Chenard asked Nate McMillan, like, hey, like you brought in A.J. Griffin early in the fourth quarter, right when it uh, right when the fourth quarter started. Like, what made you bring him in? And Nate's response was, well, um, we needed an energy spark plug and we needed some shooting uh, 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 on this team right now. So I brought in A.J. So the man waits till we're down by 20 plus points in the fourth quarter. He brings him in. What does A.J. Griffin do? Immediately hits a three. 
And then like 10 seconds later, he gets a steal and finishes in transition, scores five points in like the first minute of his NBA career pretty much. And then what does Nate McMillan do? He immediately takes him out, Mac. Like it just, it makes no sense. Like, and when you hear him in these post-game press conferences, like it's, he's contradicting himself like to the fullest extent. Like he said, you needed scoring, you needed some sort of spark to get back in the game. He does five points in one minute of action, and then you immediately sub him out. So, like, what do you, what are we doing, Nate? Like, eh, and it's stuff like that, man. Um, that's why I don't I don't know. If, like, I just I, I can't say if a top four or five seed is doable. Like, we have the talent to do it, but Nate really, honestly, might be the the biggest hindrance. We'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah, I I can't disagree with you on that, man. You know that that's Nate is known for his. You know, uh, ideal situations. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was going the sarcastic route with it, but yeah, man, it's it's uh it's not great, and um, you know, I think his lack of uh really just I think even being blatant about wanting to develop young players, like it's like man, I, I it's the the NBA is always filled uh, more so than any other of the big leagues filled with young, you know, raw needing to be developed talented people you know like i'm just saying man like i just it's just beyond me that he takes his approach of that you know i'm 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 you know we're not going to do it you know like it's it's like you know we're some you know championship you know producing team over here that doesn't have time to develop rookies like I, it just makes no sense to me man but i will say the the lack of defense last night um you know i'm not making excuses for the team but that's uh, their third game in five days, and you know when people say midseason form, yeah, they they are they are talking about you know the the mental aspects of it and just the muscle memory, but they're also talking about a very huge aspect of conditioning. And you know, I think you know have it be those guys are professional athletes. You know, I'm not saying they're out of shape, but you know, playing playing three NBA games in in five days, and uh, the I want to say Charlotte too, they all the starters had uh, over 35 minutes, I think, uh, or it was, it was around there. So just saying it's, it's a, uh, you know, I, I'm again, not making excuses, but, you know, trying to be somewhat realistic about it. And it's like, Hey man, it's probably just a, a little due to the fact that it's, you know, the beginning of the season and their bodies just aren't in midseason form yet. So, yeah. uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not thinking too much of it. And, you know, now we just get to look forward to this next week. We get, Two two games against the Pistons uh, and a game against the Bucks, all three on the road. And uh, before we go into that, I think we're going to have to uh, pay some of the bills around here and um, have a little commercial break real quick. So I'll throw the mic over to you, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Big shout out to uh, our, our sponsors at Firmament Solutions. Uh, you know, when you're really reaching to build a physical network for the future, only the networks that can scale with technology will actually achieve that. So over at Firmament Solutions, they are the industry leader in information highway construction building. They are backed by leading manufacturers. Their services are also white label. So they present them to all their clients as their own. So their clients get the contracts. Firmament will provide the services uh, and you can learn all about what they do at firmamentsolutions.com. That is F-R-F-I-R-M-A-M-E-N-T solutions.com. So go check them a visit at firmamentsolutions.com and check out their social medias at Firmament Solutions. Uh, so yeah, big shout out to them and, and uh, we're looking forward to 
continuing our work with them and uh, we're, we're excited. So uh, much, much love to those guys over there at Ferminate. Oh yeah. Shout out Ferminate Solutions, man. You guys, uh, you guys are doing big things over there. We're, uh, we're proud, proud to be able to put our, put our names together. So uh, shout out, shout out Ferminate. Yeah, absolutely. Ferminate Solutions. Um, also, uh, before we cover kind of these these next three games, right? Uh, and I know we we kind of went on a little negative trail right there, uh, <laughs> but with all that being said, Mac, like you you especially Trey, like you're you're gonna look at a lot of casuals are gonna look at Trey and they're gonna see uh, the the shooting slump, right? Like you know he's shooting you know thirty some percent from the field, he's only shooting like twenty five percent from three, which is pretty bad. That is really bad, but it's it's uh, manageable and it's it's definitely uh, you can improve on that number, right? It's not like he's shooting Russell Westbrook type numbers. Like Russell Westbrook, guys, this is not a joke. He's quite literally shooting like 0.8% from three, right? He, he's been do- shooting the ball terribly. Trey's not that bad. Uh, compared to the Trey Young standards, that is bad, right? Especially coming off a career high last year. But guys, give it time. We're going to start to see those games where he's shooting like five of seven, six of eight, seven of ten, you know, a lot more of what we're accustomed to seeing. But when you look at it, he's, the dude is still averaging 25 points per game, almost 12 assists per game. Uh, DeJounte's got given us 20 points a game with eight and a half assists, seven plus rebounds, three and a half steals. He's just stuffing the stat sheet. JC, DeAndre, uh, you know, giving us double digit point production. So, guys. Give it some time. Uh, I'm, I'm still confident in these guys. I think Trey and DeJounte are going to make it work, but I want to see DeJounte get more aggressive, Mac. Uh, he has the tools. Like you, you, We've seen him what he does when he can beat his man off the dribble and get to his spot. He might not always make it, but it's a good shot. It's a high percentage shot. Uh, he only took uh, 15 shots last game, I believe, which isn't that much. Uh, for your second kind of main usage guy, your second star, uh, especially when Trey got into foul trouble early in the first quarter and we took him out. That's where DeJounte should have been like, look, guys, let me just take over. Let me cook for a little bit, you know, keep uh, stuffing up this lead for us. And then we can kind of work uh, the rest of the offense in it. But my my theory, Mac, is he's new to the team, right? He's considered a leader. He takes a lot of pride in being one of those leaders on the squad in his first year in Atlanta. And I don't think he wants to come off as like such a ball hog, right? Like he wants to get his teammates involved. He wants to get all these other guys involved because ultimately that is going to help in the long run. But guys, like when you look at all the best teams in the league and you have your first and second stars, like there's a reason why they have the two most shot attempts day in and day out because we want the ball in your hands at the end of the day. And I just want DeJounte to get a little bit more aggressive. Like Trey and DeJounte both should be having, you know, 18 plus, you know, field goal attempts every single night. No question. Not 14 or 15 uh, for DeJounte Murray. But anyways, I digress. We're still two and one first in the division. Uh, and we got like, like you said, Mac, we got the Pistons twice on Wednesday and Friday, and then the Bucks on Saturday on a back to back. And then those are only three games for the week. So let's dive into that, Mac. Oh, yeah. And no, r- real quick, too, I just want to, you know, r- uh, embarrass repeating. Definitely not trying to push any sort of anti-Trey agenda here. I I think, you know, real quick, I'll just chalk it up as Trey's learning how to play in a new offense, and the new offense is because there's a new cook in the kitchen. You know, that that cook is a very good cook, and they're going to add new things to the menu here and uh, and make a, our restaurant that much better to, you know, continue that analogy. But there's there's uh, another cook in the ki- kitchen, and Trey's just gotta gotta learn how to play a little differently, a little more off the ball at times, and and that's fine. You know, I think it very well could be one of those situations 
that when Trey scores 30 plus points, maybe 35 plus points, we have a losing record as, as opposed to when he doesn't. And what I mean by that is game one, you know, Trey only, I mean, I'm not going to say only, but, you know, put up 23 points and the rest of the starters basically put up 20 points with him, you know? So I think, you know, it's just one of those situations where he shouldn't like in a, in a, in in my mind, in an ideal world for the Hawks, Trey doesn't have to take on as big of a role offensively because everyone else is playing up to their, their ability. So um, yep. so yeah, just just want just want our listeners to know I'm definitely not pushing any anti-trade agenda here. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll we'll go to the other three games. Um, I'll go ahead and make my predictions on them now, man. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna go two and one again. But this time next week we'll be we'll be uh, four and two, which is a perfectly fine record. I want us to win all three. We easily could, but I just think playing the Pistons twice, both on the road. We'll just end up probably dropping one to them. But with that being said, the, the weird caveat with the Hawks, if we're anything like we were last year, I'm not saying we'll blow the Bucks out of the water, but we'll beat them. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll, we'll beat them pretty pretty squarely too. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I think two and one. I think three and oh, just like this last week, is very obtainable. Obviously, three and one, we're sitting at five and one, most likely, you know, a top three seed, six games into the 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 season which i understand it's a long season that don't mean much but you know it's not not anything to be disappointed about certainly so um i don't know man it's uh i think this next week again you know um maybe if it was a, a home and away game with the pistons maybe i could feel a little more confident about us winning both of them against them but we'll we'll see what happens you know i i'm not no disrespect to what the pistons are doing up there in in uh in detroit but not really scared of the the Pistons, so um, we'll see what happens. I think the Bucks it'll be a great game. Uh, I, I'll say this: I think the Abu Dhabi games weren't your average preseason games, so I do think both teams, not just the Hawks, have gotten a pretty good look at each other already, and should already you know kind of know what to do defensively when it comes to you know the schemes and and whatnot. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens with that one. Like I said. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and call it two and one, but three and one is definitely attainable. I mean, three and oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think going three and oh is definitely should be the goal, but, and on paper, we should absolutely beat the Pistons. Like, I know they play us tough, and we lost to a couple, uh, to them a couple times last year. Uh, and yeah, on paper, we should absolutely go two and oh going into the Bucks game. But they they haven't they haven't turned that leaf just yet. They haven't proven to us because if they did, uh, last night's game was very reminiscent of the last year Hawks, right? Like you you play a, a bottom feeder team, especially a team that are missing its top players, right? No 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 Lamelo Ball, no Miles Bridges, no Terry Rozier, uh, and this is exactly what happened last year. Like all their key guys are missing. Even if they weren't missing, like even if they had all their guys we would still be favored, but just the fact that uh, they didn't have them, like it should have been like a 20 point victory on our end, but we lost. So it scares me, you know, it looks like a version of the last year team. Um, so I'm not yet to say like, Oh yeah, we're going to go two and over Pistons because we could very well regress again and look just like we did last night. One of these two games, I, I don't think we lose both games. There's just no way, but I do think we're probably going to split with the Pistons some way, somehow. 
But if they can come out and take care of business these next two games against the Pistons back-to-back, because as you know, it's very hard to beat a team uh, consecutively, right? The same team, especially on the road. But when I'm looking at their team, you know, I saw a Pistons game earlier this year. You know, it's most likely going to be Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham as their starting backcourt. So they're starting a rookie. They're starting a second-year player. Uh, and DeJounte and Trey should definitely have the better of the, those two. And, you know, you got Boyan Bogdanovich at the three, who is a great three-point shooter if you leave him open, but he can't defend and he can't really create his own shot, right? So DeAndre Hunter should be able to, you know, pretty much handle his business over there. Uh, Sadiq Bey is also a solid player. He's probably their best player right now. Um, uh, and uh, we'll see what Sadiq Bey does. But, like, yeah, on paper, I think we should absolutely – crush these guys but i'm i'm would not be surprised my prediction is going to be one and one going to the bucks game uh, and depending on how we look we could even go one and two i don't want to be too pessimistic but um i don't know the bucks are good back and even though they're missing chris middleton they still got Giannis, uh and that's really it but like even their complimentary guys like brooke lopez the drew holidays uh, and brooke lopez like we we do terribly with length we saw what Nick Richards did last night to Clint Capone on Yeko Congo. Like, guys, Nick Richards, <laughs> he averages three points for his entire career, okay? And he scored 20-plus points on us last night against our starting center and backup center and on Yeko Congo. So, um, yeah, and we've, we've struggled against the board still. Even bringing in DeJounte, like, we still – like, our front two guys, JC and Clint Capella, they struggle with bigger – you know, bigger front courts. And that's what we're going to see in Milwaukee's case. So we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised if we went three and oh, I wouldn't be surprised if we went one and two. Uh, hopefully it's the former and not the latter, but um, I got to see, I got to see how we come out on Wednesday and see how we look. Uh, if, if, if our fire's there and we're hitting on all cylinders, playing defense and not succumbing down to the level of our opponent, then it should be a, you know, an eight to 13 point victory both nights. But we'll see. But yeah, my prediction, I'll say two and one for now. And we yeah, we we finish that stretch six four and two going into uh, the new week next Monday. Okay. Yeah, man. I'm right there with you. And we'll go ahead and wrap up on that. I'll, I'll say one last thing. I think uh, you know, um, I highly doubt uh, any Hawks players are listening to this podcast just yet. But you know, Hawks players, if you hear this, man, you know, prove that you guys are a different team this year by winning all three games because this this is something like me and Alex are alluding to that. Yeah, man, we, we, we expect them to go two and one, you know, it's, I mean, it's the NBA. We understand that. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you guys are, are, you know, blow standards if you don't win all three, but prove that you're a different team this year, prove, prove that you're better. Um, because I, I say that because I really thought three, you was something that me and Alex were going to be able to uh, boast about. Um, but we we dropped it to Charlotte, and that was a little disappointing, man. So I will I will end it there. But uh, but yeah, prove prove that we're we're a different team, man. Absolutely, hey guys, appreciate you guys tuning into another episode of Hawks Fan TV. We'll be back again this time next week. So um, yeah, if you guys like what you uh, like what you hear, give us a, a review, give us a comment, rating, uh, whatever it is, and make sure you follow us on all socials at Hawks Fan TV. Uh, and check out our website at hawksfantv.com. Um, and that is going to be it for tonight's episode. We we appreciate it. And hopefully we go four and two by the next time we record, guys. Much love. Have a great rest of your night. Mac, as always, it's been a pleasure. Always, man. See you, Hawks fans. See you guys.